Welcome to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me today again is Mitch Wilson. Mitch, great to have you. Thanks for having me back. So good to have you. Um, Let's uh, start with a prayer in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, um, you have made the human person wonderfully, um, and you have done so by making us communal um, people, that we find um, your image um, in community and in um, our brothers and sisters. We ask, O Lord, that you... um, Help us um, to find the community which you are um, inviting us to, um, which helps to build us up as your disciples. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So, Mitch, you know, we uh, were talking about SPO and kind of its contribution to your life. And one of the things, one of the, probably the biggest theme, and I think one that you know, we can kind of really focus on in this part of our conversation is community. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, obviously living in the household um, environment, you've, you, you know, you've had all these men that you lived with. Um, so there was that experience of community. Of course, then there's the larger SPO community too that yeah. you kind of experienced yeah. that. So I think, first of all, what have you learned about community from SPO? Mm. Uh, that life isn't all about me. <laughs> as, as hard and as freeing at the same time as that phrase is, that was a, uh, a very quick realization of uh, who's, the, who's the hero of your story. You know, is, mm-hmm. are, if your life is a movie, are you the hero? Are you the main character? Or is God the main character and we're figuring out you know, how, to, how to live life together for him. Uh, it's a great shift in mindset of it's not all about me. I'm uh, you know, the, the verse of there's no greater love than this than to lay your life down for, your, for uh, those who you love. And uh, my brothers and sisters in household and in college, uh, those were the people that I was, I was living for. I was living for the good of them, living for, for the good of God and for the people that did not know God yet. Uh, was what our hearts were burning for. Let's go on campus and throw a frisbee at some random person and strike up a friendship and get to know them. And that's that relational ministry that I took into the rest of my life was you just make a friend. And if Jesus is a big part of your life, then that's naturally and in a very normal way going to come out and uh, people are interested in, in that. And so being as, as a, seeing the image of the body like that of, of men and women and, and seeing the, the different characteristics and, and gifts that other people have that I don't uh, and vice versa, it was so great to see these people come together and, and form the body and, and that just continued after college as well. Finding a community um, that was running after the Lord as, as hard as possible and and seeing where I could help. And those bonds of community still continue, even though you've graduated and Absolutely. you all live in a household. I mean, you work with SPO, so there is that that sense of community. But also, I mean, Cornerstone, are you involved? You're yes. involved in Cornerstone, yeah. so which is kind of, uh, you know, kind of grown out of SPO. Yeah. So Cornerstone, uh, for those that do not know or have heard of Cornerstone in Columbus, Ohio, uh, Cornerstone is a is a Catholic. Uh, what they call a covenant community. So it's a really committed uh, community of of missionary, you know, Christian disciples. Uh, and so this is a community that's part of a greater community of community worldwide. That's called the Sword of the Spirit. And so this is 
one of those uh, one of those communities, and there's maybe a hundred, hundred ten, hundred twenty or so committed, and uh, we see a lot of value in being committed to to one another. It's hard to share in a small group the deepest you know, questions of your heart when you don't know if someone's going to make it to group or if they're going to move in a week. And there's some beauty that really comes with being committed. And so, uh, I mean, we, my wife and I are what you'd call, you know, publicly committed members. We've, we've said, you know, we're here until the Lord calls us elsewhere. We are here. And this is where we want to spend our lives uh, with this group of people and in this way of life of, of usual small groups and, and accountability for prayer and praise and worship and being on mission. So to have a group of people for, for the long haul to run, lock arms with and run after the Lord with is, is awesome. And, you, and I think on the one, you know, like in your, your small group with fellow men, um, but then also to have other families. Absolutely. Especially, um, you know, as you guys go through the different stages of life and, and maybe different struggles as yes. well. Yeah. So Laura and I were discerning if we should be, my wife, Laura and I were discerning if we should be a part of this this group. Because there's a lot of really awesome groups in, that we could be a part of. And we were taking some time to really discern this group. And this happened around the time of 2020 is when we were really seriously considering this. And there was a lot of hardship, obviously in the world with the pandemic, but there was also a lot of hardship that happened in the families involved in the community. There was a lot of, of, uh, of, financial hardship. There was there are a few deaths and things like that, where it was not a glamorous time or an easy time to be part of the community. But what we did see is people coming together, even when it's hard uh, to make dinner for a family that's just been sick and out of it and can't do it, or babysit some fa- some kids when the parents need to go and take care of something. And getting in the nitty gritty and the ugly parts of life together is where it really proved to be uh, something that we needed. And so when we would go on to have some struggles, my wife and I, have, we've lost a, a few children to miscarriages. In our, in our hard moments of where we're, we're out, you know, we're out of energy. We don't, we don't, we're out of everything. We just have each other and our relationship with God to see the support of those around us that are in it when it's hard and when it's ugly and they don't know what to say, but they're making dinner and they're here for us. They're praying for us. And um, that is the real beauty of life when it's not just the fun events, but when it's really, really tough. Let me ask you a very controversial question. Yes. Um, Perfect. Why? So a lot, some people would say, well, why do we need covenant communities Mm -hmm. or these lay movements Mm -hmm. when the parish can provide community? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, why, what, why, and and you know we know that there's a complementarity yeah. between movements and parishes, but I mean, a lot of people though don't experience community in the parish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I guess I want want to ask you. I have my own answers. Yeah. But um, and maybe I'll share them with you. But, <laughs> I um, love it. Yeah. Why do you think people maybe don't find community in the parish? Why do people and not look elsewhere? Don't find community in the parish. I think people do find. Some okay. sort of community in parish in a parish, I think uh, that. So I'll, I'll just speak from my own experience, my own my own story with that is that the the best communities that I have been a part of are people that have a similar understanding of mission, uh, a similar walk with the Lord uh, that they've they've sold their lives out completely for God. Um, those are the the people that I 
find the most life-giving uh, community, the most, I, they challenge me, I challenge them. We have the deepest relationships with, with them. And that has just very naturally occurred out of, out of SPO, this, mm-hmm. this type of way of life. And so it made a lot of sense for us that as soon as we left uh, Ohio State, we didn't want that to end. And so we just kept living a very familiar way of life of small group and praise and worship and accountability and prayer. And that continued. And so that very naturally happened. But all of us are very, are, uh, the vast majority of us are very actively involved in our parishes. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm at St. Matthew's a lot doing uh, different ministries and helping out with different things, as is my wife. And there, there's also community aspect there. There are families at St. Matthew's that I love so dearly that we go over for dinner and, and we know their kids and uh, my brother and, and all of all of what that parish has to offer. There's just a, a particular goodness about the very committed structure of the community that I have that is so uh, beneficial, at least to, to Laura and I. There's a, there's a depth, there's a depth there that, um, yeah, there's, there's just a depth there. And I think, I think the issue, it seems to me, is in a parish, there are um, different degrees of commitment. Yes. You know? Yes. Some people just come twice a year yep. or when their kids need a sacrament. Sometimes they come just for mass. Yeah. You know, sometimes they come for daily mass. Sometimes right. they're, you know, and I think especially as the diocese moves to more intentional formation mm-hmm. in the life of the parish mm-hmm. and as our parishes become centers of formation of missionary discipleship, I my prediction is, is people are going to find more community. Yeah. Because that's really, yeah. and you, you without um, kind of formally tacking them off, though, is, you know, community, it implies um, a prayer life. Yep. It, imp- it implies a formation. Yep. It implies that in this place, in this, among these people, I've come to know the Lord. Yes. You know, um, and mission. Yes. That, you know, like this, and I think those elements are all a part of Absolutely. the formation of missionary discipleship, which we're trying to get every parish to yeah. kind of do and to build a strategy for. And I, re- I really do believe that um, it's it's going to make parishes more communal. Yes, I, I agree. And I, there's something so good about when you are in a parish at Mass and you look over and you're, the people that are there, you know, are just sold out for God. And they're the ones that want to be there. They're the ones that understand it. There's something so rallying uh, about that. Um, but there's also something so good about seeing somebody who's new, you know, or you're mm-hmm. like, I don't know, and and having the the courage and and the structure of your usual life that supports a choice to go and talk to somebody, to somebody new, and uh, yeah, I just I I think that God is doing great things, really substantially great things in both, and to see the evolution of this in the future of of the the more community. Um, and and commitment and discipleship and all of that happening at the parishes and the, the combination is going to be very exciting to see. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. You've been listening to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me today has been Mitch Wilson. Thank you so much. And until next time, peace and all good.
Hey, parents, you don't need the latest gizmo slang or clothes to be a perfect parent because kids in foster care don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, go to adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Adopt Us Kids and the Ad Council.